All right, so I'll be reading one of the articles I wrote sometime in 2017. I think it's now three years that I wrote this article. I hope it blesses you as you listen. It's not a very long one, but it should be an interesting and impactful one. The title of the article is The Father and His Family. Well, this is the second of a series that I did around this time three years ago. And I named the series The Father and His Family. I started with the text from Ephesians chapter 3 verse 14 to 15 in the King James Version, which reads, For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and heart is named. Is this a fact here? There is a name by which the family is identified. And he says the name is Jesus Christ. The name Jesus means Savior. While the other word Christ was not a name but a position as the one appointed of God to bear the true meaning and vocation of redemption. In Matthew chapter 1 verse 21, And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. His name means Savior. He shall save. To say the whole family are identified by this name is to affirm that they are saved and that he is their savior. In Revelation chapter 5 verse 9 to 10, And they sung a new song, saying, Thou art worthy to take the book, and to open the seals thereof, for thou wast slain, and has redeemed us to God by thy blood out of every kindred and tongue and people and nation, and has made us unto our God kings and priests, and we shall reign on the earth. In saving his people, he also redeemed them. In Colossians chapter 1 verse 14, In whom we have redemption through his blood, even the forgiveness of sins. He forgave us, and so we were redeemed. In Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7, in whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins, according to the wishes of his grace. Again, we are redeemed because we have been forgiven. The redemption is eternal, and so is the forgiveness of sins. In Hebrews chapter 9 verse 12, Neither by the blood of goats and calves, but by his own blood, 
he entered in once into the holy place, having obtained eternal redemption for us. So the family are the forgiven ones, the redeemed, and the, and the saved. They are all these in his name. In John chapter 14, verse 2 to 3, In my father's house are many mansions. If it was not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you, and if I go to prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you into myself, that where I am, there ye may be also. There is a promise here of handing a privilege which he only possessed as at that time and was promising this privilege to his disciples. The whole statement was summarized in the word that where I am, there ye may be also. He later states that what it will be like when the promise is fulfilled in verse 20 at that day ye shall know that i am in my father and ye in me and high in you ye in me and high in you is the fulfillment of the promise in verse 1 this is oneness with him this is where he is, where we may also be. This is obtaining the privilege that he has. Prior to the above statement, he had stated this in John chapter 14, the same chapter from verse 13 to 14. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. The asking above will be in his name, but wounding be to the Father. For it was Jesus who will do and reply the asking. This was because the Father was yet to become their Father. Jesus was yet to die. So here, the glory of the Father will be seen in Jesus, for he was the one who will do and reply the asking of his disciples. Again, note in verse 16, And I will pray the Father, and he shall give you another comforter, that he may abide with you forever. He is the one praying the Father, not them, not his disciples. In short, before his promise of oneness with him was fulfilled, there was no direct communication between the disciples and the Father. For the Father was not yet their Father as regards the rights and privileges of sons in redemption. But Jesus tells them that at the fulfillment of this prophecy, they would have the privilege he possessed. In John chapter 15 verse 16, that whatsoever ye ask of the Father in my name, he may give it to you. Notice the transition here. They were the one who will ask the Father, 
because there would be a direct contact between them and the Father. Again, in John chapter 16, verse 23, And in that day ye shall ask me nothing. Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whatsoever ye shall ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. In that day will be the fulfillment of his promise of oneness. Where I am, there ye may be also, high in you and you in me. This was the promise in chapter 14, verse 1. By then, the Father would be their father. The reason he said they wouldn't ask him anything instead, they would ask the father, is because the father would have been their father. Again, in John chapter 16, verse 26, At that day ye shall ask in my name, and I say not unto you that I will pray the father for you. He wasn't going to pray the father for them. They were to pray to the father themselves. It was their father and they had direct contact with him when the fulfillment must have been reached. In his name will now be a promissory note which will be fulfilled at that day of its fulfillment, which was in fact the day of his resurrection. In John chapter 20 verse 17, Jesus said unto her, Touch me not, for I am not yet ascended to my Father, but go to my brethren and say unto them, I ascend unto my Father and your Father, and to my God and your God. Jesus, for the first time in John's Gospel, would refer the Father, would refer to the Father as your Father. This was because He has resurrected, and in His resurrection is His promise of that day. In Verse, uh, verse 26 or so of chapter 14. So in that day, we refer to the day of his resurrection. So that in his name, that is, he in us and we in him, we have the privilege of being where he is and having the same access to the Father that Jesus has. Glory to God. This is why we may say in 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 2, Grace be to you and peace from God, our Father, and from the Lord Jesus Christ. God is our Father. Glory be to God. Hallelujah.